Well, hello, listeners. Hi, listeners. We're back. We're back in black. And red. Don't make me sing. (laughs) In in redness and blackness and whiteness or whatever it was that Toby Turner said. Oh, Toby. I know. Um, Yeah, welcome back to the Where's My Flashlight podcast with myself, Heather, and our special guest. Who's myself? Is that your name? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Are you, are you herself the elf? Do you remember those books? Oh gosh. Yes, I do. And I loved them. Me too. I I recall. Yeah. My name is Sophie. Hi, I'm your friendly neighborhood alcoholic. Hi, Sophie. Nice. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Nice to see you guys again. Mm. Hi, I'm Cheyenne. Yeah, we have a guest. We have our first ever guest appearance and I'm very excited. Me too. I am honored. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very excited and a little jittery. Oh, legit. That's, that's yeah. I'm always like, oh god, people are gonna listen to my recorded voice, which is like the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to anybody. But mm-hmm. I keep doing it. Right. And you know, it it might get a little easier every time. I don't know. I just go with it. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck them. It's it's legit to feel absolutely awkward about it, because, yeah, I hate the sound of my recorded voice. Um, It doesn't sound like me to me. I think that's kind of the human experience, because we're, like, experiencing it from inside our bodies rather than externally. So it's just, it's weird. Yeah, it's... It's very off-putting. It is nothing like seeing yourself in the mirror. It is a reflection I, I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or it's really more uncomfortable, I guess. Right. Well, also, uh, Cheyenne, um, you know, I really appreciate you be, being willing to come on the show with us and share what may potentially be a fantastic cryptid story, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and our listeners will just have to be surprised and kind of, you know, make up their own minds about what kind of cryptid we might be talking about. But I think our listeners are smart enough to know. <laughs> so, okay. So should I just like hold on to it for right now? And we do our, cause we go check-ins and then like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll just, we'll put like a little silk ribbon around it for a second Mm-hmm. And um, and then we'll do a little check in. Heather, how are you doing? Because I'm <laughs> I'm really excited to hear why you're um, frazzled. Well, as always, I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown, um, which I know that's not the correct term for it these days, but whatever, whatever the correct term is, I'm I'm there. It's happening. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, Sophie, you, you know about my, my cat, Gypsy, being sick. Yeah. And it's pretty much the worst thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Um, so I'm dealing with that. Because that cat has been, she's a ride or die bitch. She She has been... (laughs) <laughs> with you through thick and then she scared away a bear 
Yes. What? Yes. What? She she scared a bear. We were living in a tent. My cat and I were living in a tent in the mountains of of Maryland, and uh, a bear came up to our tent, and my my little cat scared it away with her claws and the scariest noise I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a little hero. I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and uh, she's she's been on four cross-country road trips with me. Um, we Taking lived a, in a shit in her little together. litter box in yeah. the back of the Volvo or whatever. And, wherever one, you kept... and one time she pooped inside my cousin Nori's sleeping bag, which was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and she's never done anything like that any other time, so I'm pretty sure it was like a personal vendetta. But that's their business. I don't want to get involved in their drama. So, um, but she, you know, we we lived together for a summer, kind of being stranded around in the Ozark Mountains, and uh, we got ringworm together, which really is a bonding experience. I don't know if you've ever had ringworm. Um, sure have. But if you, you know, if you share it with another being, it really is special, you know. Um, it's a gift. It is. It, it's terrible. And, uh, you know, I took her to the vet in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and I was like, what the hell is wrong with my cat? Like, all her hair is falling out. <laughs> and it turned out it was, it was ringworm. And uh, the doctor, the vet, was like, you know, I can give you this you know, very expensive veterinary medicine, or you can go across the street to the Walmart and get, you know, $1 athlete's foot ointment yep. and take care of it. And I was like, I'll take the $1 remedy, thank you. And it, it worked. It was fine. Um, but we have the memories still. And somewhere on Facebook, I think there's a picture of a perfect ringworm right on my butt cheek. So, <laughs> listeners, that exists. Um, Can you please post it on our Facebook? If I, yeah, I will. If it's not showing too much, obviously. No, I mean, I I mean wanna... if you wouldn't even know that it was my butt cheek, except it is the most pale skin anyone has ever seen. <laughs> I don't like even know life. the last time that my butt cheek saw the sun. <laughs> it's been a while. That picture. So, it's like yeah, it was probably that picture because like I was I was on the back porch. <laughs> I was the lady I was staying with. I was like, "Hey, can you take a picture of this ringworm on my ass?" And she was like, "Of course." <laughs> so, it's like black light sensitive, white, yeah. like glowing in the dark. And yes. Shit. I, I feel you. It's very troubling. Um, really white, too. So, yeah. So, Gypsy's sick. She's 17 years old, though. Um, and other than her tumor on her face, she's, like, perfectly healthy. Like, all of her blood work and everything came back perfect. So. Oh, God. I knew it was going to happen. <sighs> I mean, eventually, yeah. But I'm not ready. No, it's my cat. My cat. Sorry. <gasps> oh, kitty. <laughs> it's o Otis, Otis Prime, a.k.a. Aww. Otis Yokozuna. Oh, I love him. 
Is he going to show us his butthole? Yep. There, there it is. is. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Otis. The devil's onion ring. <laughs> the eye of Sauron. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love him. Oh. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously it. You know, he's, 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 he loves you. Otherwise, he wouldn't be putting it in your face. Mm-hmm. Faces. Okay, Kitty, that's that's enough. I love you, but I gotta. Mama's busy. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so sorry, Heather. Thank you. Um, it's it's rough, and so I, you know, I'm I'm behind in my classes because I've been so like stressed out and upset and haven't been sleeping well, but um gonna be fine so yeah how are you what's happening in in your in your world other than cat buttholes well you know it's (laughs) it is the the world you know you can see you can see it in the eye you know the the universe yes Anyways, um, I actually, I would like to give the floor to Cheyenne. I'd like to hear how you're doing first, and then I'll check in. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Right, but all right. Hi. Hello. Hi. Tell, uh, us, tell us what's going on with you, and, and you're going for your doctorate, isn't that right? Yeah, and I, uh, it's, it's funny. I mean, Sophie, you've known me for a while, um, but I finally, after several months of like going through this IRB process, which is, um, can you explain to the audience what IRB is? Listeners who are unaware of acronyms as I typically am, um, the, that's, it's the internal review board for, um, universities. And essentially it's the review board determining whether the research you're about to conduct is ethical um, and does the least amount of harm. And so it's very bureaucratic and it's this weird linking of like research methods and academia and then explaining it to bureaucrats who are also researchers typically, but also like community members. And it's um, gatekeeping at its finest. Yeah. And you know, the, um, I basically am interviewing folks about their experience, but um, I finally got approval for this so I can move forward on my dissertation. Um, which is essentially the last step of my doctoral degree. Um, and I, uh, based on my timeline, I will finish December 2023, which is, you know, it's been a marathon. And so I'm feeling pretty just excited and motivated and relieved because I, have you ever plugged in a phone and for some reason it says decharging? Um, (laughs) and you're like, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yes. Every time I got feedback from this panel, it was like just reading, like the application is like 20 some odd pages long and of just like questions that are half of them don't apply to your project. You're just clicking no or typing NA and then going, what do you mean by that? And I, every time I looked at it, it was like, I lost my ability to form words after and like. And brain cells. Yeah. Yeah. It really just like broke. I was like, I don't know what language is. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm so excited cause I, I'm, that was kind of the last barrier before 
um, actually starting collecting data so I can, you know, do the actual research. Um, and yeah, and then I'll be a little bit of doctor. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, congrats. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. That's it's awesome. Been, <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend grad school to people, honestly, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm going to finish. Damn it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's been so long since you and I have talked and I, and I feel silly cause I like a lot of my news, like for you, Sophie, if you and I were just talking, I'd be like, Oh, this is what's going on in my family. And then I have to be aware that I'm like, that's not actually, um, but I will say I am about to have a new nibbling, um, probably in March or April. And so I'm very excited about, um, my, I don't like, again, it's not my news, but one of my siblings is pregnant and I'm pretty stoked to meet the human she creates. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I got, uh, th that approval last week and, um, like on Friday. So I, I'm like, all right, Monday I get to, I guess that's tomorrow, but get to, you know, hit the ground running and, and ooh, finally, I don't know, do what I set out to do. So feeling, feeling pretty, pretty elevated. Nice. It's pretty exciting news. That's amazing. I'm, I can't imagine the process of having to go through all of, go through all of that. Like gra graduate school for me was hard enough. I can't imagine trying to go for my doctorate and having a whole panel of people like grilling me about crap and. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. And it's, yeah, it's not the most compassionate process. Um, and I mean, and, and IRB is one thing like that's, but you know, just the PhD process in general, and I can't speak for every field, like I'm in a social science field, but like, it's just, you know, it, it, it takes a toll on like your, your, emotional health and and I mean I would argue you know expanding outward like your physical health too because it's mm -hmm. um just at, at the very least it is stressful but there's not a lot of time to also be like a person and when life stuff happens it's like I don't you know which thing do I cut out eating sleeping social like something you know it's it is a grueling process and uh and that's not to say that I, I like regret it or anything but I'm like Hmm. Okay. I, this, this was tough and I can do it and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to finish it. I don't regret it, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's legit. I'm over here struggling through the very end of my bachelor's degree. It's rough. Yeah. And which is also hard. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I just, I have to keep reminding myself that I chose this, <laughs> that I have done this to myself, especially because now, like, you know, I'm, I'm at the, like, at the end, and, like, you know, I'm at the point where all the classes are, like, for my specialization, and the ones that I chose out of all the classes offered these are the ones i picked 
and every day I'm like, Jesus God, what have I done? Why? And I love them and they're interesting, but it's like, there's not enough hours in the day to do all this. And, um, and like Cheyenne said, be a human going through, uh, right. an emotional experience, especially dealing with the death of a loved one or like impending doom yes. that you might. <laughs> yes. There's just, there's so much happening and, you know, like there's other stuff that I don't really want to talk about on a recording, but I mean, it's just, it's like one thing after another and I feel like it's been that way like all year like every term this year there's been something like you know there was the the time in spring term when I had hepatitis and then in summer term I got COVID and then fall term my cat is dying and all this other shit keeps happening and it's like can I just like have one term where there isn't some need for me to like email my professors and be like, hi, <laughs> I need extra support. Not that there's anything wrong with reaching out and asking for help and extra support. We highly right. advocate for that over here on Where's My Flashlight. But at a certain point, I feel like I just need to have like a form letter, you know, where I just <laughs> fill in the teacher's name and the the name of the class and then the rest of it is just like a form letter and i'm like sincerely crazy pants you know <laughs> and sometimes i'm like maybe i'm not like mentally stable enough to do this and i should give up or quit and find something else to do but then i'm like that, you know, I'm, I'm already doing it, so obviously I can do it, you know? And, yeah. like, my genetics professor emailed me, because um, I had to ask for an extension on the midterm exam, and she was like, don't give up, you're doing great, and then she said, amazing, actually, and I was like, wow, because I feel... Like, when I'm doing my genetics homework, I feel like I'm just, like, slapping the keyboard and, like, whatever comes out is what I turn in. And I'm like, I don't know shit about fuck. Like, what is a microsatellite? I don't know. I mean, I do know, but, you know, <laughs> if I had to, like, you know, write a lab report about it, I'm like, I don't know. And then you know she keeps telling me that i'm doing amazing and i'm like okay well i guess i i'm doing better than i think absolutely because and it's I think, never good enough for me right and i i get that i totally fucking get that because i love to kick myself when i'm down it's like one of my favorite things to do mm -hmm. is to be super self-critical and like push myself really hard for perfectionism. Yes. And I and I think unfortunately our culture kind of breeds that a little bit because well, and we're it's not also a trauma response. Right. It, well, yeah, absolutely that too. Um yeah. I think it's all of those things yes. and it's like um tied up in a little bow. Right. Exactly. Ugh, I feel I feel you Heather, <sighs> I understand. I get it. 
yeah, so I just, I constantly feel like I'm failing, even though, you know, like, I can open the app on my phone, because yes, I can go to school on my smartphone, because I'm insane. Um, and the first, the first page of it, the home page, shows me my current grades, and mm -hmm. even in the midst of my nervous breakdown, I have all A's. I have 100% in one of my classes. <laughs> and I have like 97% in GIS and then like 96 in genetics. And I'm like, fuck, that is like, I'm sitting here worried, like, oh my god, will they give me extra credit? <laughs> like, oh I'm my failing. god, Heather. And, um, and that's then, a lot of pressure. I know. And then, like my my cumulative GPA is like three point eight, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so terrible. It's like, when it's, is it gonna be enough? Right. You know, like Heather, what point of my life do I just accept that I'm good enough and that I can do things? Because I'm constantly telling myself, like, I shouldn't even try to do things. I should just stop doing things. I shouldn't try to have relationships or friendships or, you know, anything meaningful. Like, I don't deserve it. Oh, God, that was a lot. I'm going to save that for my therapist, though. That's... I was just going to ask. Was like, Excuse me. <laughs> so I can tell you all about your negative self-talk right now, but... <laughs> I mean, if you chime in, please, if you have something to say. This is a... There's an open forum here. All right. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was going to say, like, I, well, I can relate. I was going to say, I know how you feel, but really, I know what you just told me. So I don't want to impose, like, I know everything you're going through. Right. But, you know, there's, it's so easy to turn that in on ourselves and think poorly about our own progress, even though, right, even the, the, the things in front of you, the tangible things are saying you're doing okay. You're like, I don't feel okay. And, and part of that, too, is like, you know, these, I'm going to say system, but right, school, education, these organize, like these organizational structures, like also impose this on us and make us feel bad when we don't, you know, achieve whatever that gold standard is. But yes. it's not designed, and like I was saying, like not enough room to be like space to be a human, but it's like it's not designed for what happens in real life, like the relationships, right, the, the crises that do pop up you know mm -hmm. there's some resources in place like oh and, and you're like right you can reach out to like professors and stuff but then there's always that like weird cultural shame of like oh if you ask for help like you're right. doing bad but at the same time it's like oh you know help those in need so there's like you mm -hmm. know it's this weird counter right you're expected to help others but it's a bad thing to need help for yourself yeah, like that is something that I have always found to be so stupid in our culture that, right. you know, because I was always taught, you know, if you have the capacity to help somebody, you should help them, you know, unless you're at a point where it's hurting yourself to help someone else. You need to have boundaries, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so but self-care... Self-care is like we something and having balance in our lives, like a, not just like a balance between like school or work and our like real life 
you know, they, they talk about self-care a lot. It's kind of almost like something, you know, that we see that's prevalent, you know, as like, I don't know, I guess you could say pop culture in some ways that they talk about self-care, but Mm -hmm. nobody tells you what that means exactly. And what does it look like for each person and what could it look like? Exactly. It's, it's very personal, you know, like specific to the individual and a lot of messaging that we see about it is like, oh, just take a bubble bath with, you know, get your aromatherapy on, which is totally valid and can be helpful. But I mean, it's so much more than that. Like it's drinking enough water. Like, did you get enough protein today? Like, you know, take your meds. Like all these things are self-care, like saying no. Saying no is actually my favorite form of self-care. I love saying no. It's my favorite. But, you know, there's there's so many different things, and I don't think that those different things are discussed enough. So people are like, I don't even know where to start, because, you know, when you're first setting out on a self-care journey or whatever, it feels selfish. Right. And, um, like, taking time to, like, be alone and really do what you need for yourself feel selfish and I think especially as women because we're taught from birth that we are caretakers and we are givers and we you know we have to sacrifice everything in ourselves and in our lives for the care of other people and there's no room for ourselves in that narrative yes that part yes (laughs) and uh, so I'm here to say take care of yourself, you know, whatever, whatever gender you are, whoever you are, take care of yourself. Right. And don't feel guilty or ashamed or feel bad about it. Cause you know, yeah. like Heather and, would say, and like you were saying, right. Those feelings happen and just kind of wash away. Right. And like you said, Heather, just to kind of back that up even more about the self-care part, feeling selfish and that like you, you like saying no as one of your favorite forms of self-care. I think that that's super helpful for other people to hear because mm-hmm. um, your, your no, you're actually, let me phrase it this way. Your yes doesn't mean yes until your no means no. <gasps> I heard that recently. I love it. Oh my God. And I want that on a poster. Right. Because oh, I'm going to put it on my little letter board where I can change <laughs> yeah. all my letters. Yes, God. because it it is an absolute fact that, like, how do you know or how can anybody believe that your answer is legit if you just agree to everything, regardless of the consequence? You know, if you just say yes to everything, then how do people trust that you have the right motives in saying yes to it yes. if you can't say no to the things that you need to say no to? Exactly. That's brilliant. I love that you're writing that down. I, I it am. makes me very happy because I can I can I share one of the things that I recently did and I'm like, Please. wow, this is such a substantial change for how little of a thing. I, I recently um turned my phone on silent and and like my reasoning was because my partner and I were going to go to the coast for a few days. And this was like a Halloween weekend um, before that Monday. And then I got back 
and I just didn't take it off of silent. And it doesn't mean that I'm not like checking when I, you know, when I have the time, but I'm not feeling that buzz in my pocket. And I used to get so frustrated and I would get annoyed, especially if it was like a group chat. I'm still annoyed with group chats. I don't enjoy them. I have to be on several for, for reasons, but that just small change was so impactful just over this past week that I'm like, why hadn't I done that sooner? And in, in its own way, it's kind of like a no of like, mm-hmm. no, I don't have to acknowledge you until I'm ready. Like, right. You are because, not available. Yeah. And just because, you know, I have my phone on me doesn't mean exactly. It doesn't mean I'm available in the second and it doesn't mean I have to respond in the second, even if I see it. And I, I do try to tell folks to like, especially if we are in group chats or something and it's something I'm, I'm responsible for um, or have responsibilities in. I'm like, look, I need you to understand I do treat this kind of like email. If I'm in front of it, I will answer. And I and I think Sophie, you're also aware, like sometimes like I'm like active, active, active. Um, and then um, and I would I think what's helpful for me, too, is my family knows this. And so it's kind of nice where it's not like they know how to get to me in an emergency. But just just that little thing of not feeling that persistent buzzing in my pocket. I was like, mm-hmm. this feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it- a great way to go about that is what you're already doing, which is adjusting people's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's liberating. I've actually had my phone on silent since January 2018, and I've never oh. looked back. <laughs> way ahead of me. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just better. Yeah. And it I was because it. I was going through a terrible breakup from a really abusive relationship and um just for my own safety i just went on silent i was like i'm not going to acknowledge that thing meaning the phone unless i'm able to in a productive way so yeah Yeah. good for fucking you heather thanks (laughs) Good for all of us. We're all so good at setting boundaries and taking care of ourselves and being awesome and doing our stuff. And becoming educated people who, like, I swear, the more that I learn, um, you know, it, it feels like, like I'm only scratching the surface of what's out there in the world. Yes. And so I kind of like am getting to this place where like the more I know, the more I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, and it's okay not to know. And I, I love that space of not knowing because in a way for me, I've, I've just learned this recently spiritually uh, for me is it's like a prayer. You know, I don't know is a prayer because it's like absolute surrender it is like saying, you know what, universe, take me. What What is good or bad or indifferent about me? Just, you know what, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. <laughs> like you said. I love it. You know, I don't know shit about fuck. I don't. And, and that's okay. <laughs> you and know, it's like, I, I'm just gonna, just gonna roll with it. Yeah, and it's, and it's different than, like, willful ignorance. You know? Oh, yeah. It's it's yeah. different than that. Like there there's different ways of not knowing things, I guess. Right. And nobody can know everything. 
and yeah. uh, but choosing to not know things, I think, is the is the problem. Right. Yeah. But I if think you if you accept like this is what I know, and there are limitations to my knowledge, but I can learn more. That's a different place. It's more humble place, I think. Yes. It because it, it's just it's just admitting the truth and and like whatever that looks like for anyone. But yeah, for me, it's admitting the truth to myself that I don't have to know everything, and that actually people don't expect me to know everything. No. Like if somebody asks me a question. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room all the time that has to have an answer or that has to know things. I can actually just say, I don't know, but let's find out together. Yes. You know, like let's, let's figure this, this journey yes. called, called life together and how we navigate it because yeah, like not to, you know, take the limelight away from the both of you, Cheyenne and Heather, I, I feel oh, you. And I, um, you know, I empathize with your spaces that you guys are, are both in right now. I think I think a lot of people who are listening probably can identify it with at least some aspect of what we're talking about right now. But um, you know, I'm I'm on the just it, it seems almost like and I've talked about this in a previous podcast, maybe it was the last one. It almost seems like my life is is like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the anime. It's called um, Full Metal Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, like, you know how it's like, talks about alchemy and it talks about the principles of it or like something of equal value must be given and, and taken. It almost seems like that is my life at all times in balance. Like all these good things, but also all of these bad things like seem to be always in balance in my life. Like shit hits the fan and happens at the same time that, um, you know, there are, is success and progress going on. And it seems like there always has to be a balance. And like recently I finally, uh, you know, I didn't know we were going to get into this topic. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, um, you know, I finally had the courage for the first time in my life to stand up to an abuser. <gasps> I finally, you know, I Hooray. waited. Thank you. Like, yeah, I waited three and a half hours on the non-emergency police line to share I was sexually assaulted. Oh, wow. It and, um, yeah, and so I actually reported it. I reported him to the authorities, and they did not make it easy. Let me tell you, like, our, everything was so, it, it seems like anything with the police right now, it's just like, like it's clear as mud and it's kind of like navigating systems and really weird. And yeah. anyways, so I reported it a lot, like a while ago, a few months ago. Um, and then I didn't hear anything 
and I didn't know what was like, I, I did talk to a police officer and he was fucking professional and polite and rad. Like he was so wonderful. Um, he was very compassionate and very serious, took it very seriously. And he even like went and scoped his house out oh. and was like, is he this tall? Does he weigh this much? Does he look like this? I think I got the guy. Does he drive this? And like, I was like, wow. I felt, I felt so vindicated. I don't know why, because I was just like, yeah, the, he's got my back. He's going to get this bad guy, you know? And, um, yeah. and then, and then I finally, I did actually get a call from the sex crimes division and the detective set up an appointment with me. So I am, guess next week I'm going to be going downtown to um, share my story with them and it is a traumatizing experience because I have to retell it and retell it and mm -hmm. share the evidence and do all that kind of stuff with them and uh, but she was super compassionate and nice too and she was like do you have enough help are you having any symptoms of PTSD are you experiencing this and that and she like actually kind of assessed me for mental health around wow. it and did I have enough support and I was just blown away by that I was like and she was so sweet and she's like you know I understand you know this may be hard for you but can you please come down to the office we'll pay for your parking you know I'd really love to hear your story and meet you in person and I just like told her I was like you know what I think you're probably overworked and underpaid and you know what the work you do is probably thankless and you probably get a lot of crap but I want to tell you, thank you for your service and thank you for what you're doing. Um, you're doing a fantastic job. And she just seemed so grateful like yeah. to, to hear how much she was appreciated for being so like gentle with me and compassionate and just like yeah. making sure I was okay. And um, yeah, you don't hear about a lot of that. Mm -mm. No, so I'm thank you for sharing. I'm glad that you had that kind of experience. Yeah. 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 You know, and it may not be because who knows what's going to happen. You know, like, I don't know if I have the right to press charges or, you know, if the state has to press charges or what the laws are or logistics are around what will happen next. Obviously, I'm going to I'm in the realm of uncertainty. I don't know anything yeah. like I have to kind of just go back to that. I don't know um, because sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Sophie, if you want to talk outside of this, too, like that, that literally is my area of expert, expertise is the criminal justice system and the process of going through this. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't have to go into that here. But also, if you want someone with you, um, mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to give you that time and that space. Um, and I've, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm sure other folks would, too. But um, mm -hmm. that I think that is so important. And so if you need just a hug, a handhold, a shield. Um, same. Beautiful. Big same. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I didn't <laughs> expect this. <laughs> but we love you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know that I was going to like be this public about it, but I felt you know, the spirit moved me. So of course I just went with it. Um, you have to live as the spirit moves you. <laughs> That's what yeah. I always say. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, there's, and of course there's a lot of other stuff going on with me, with my 
health, my medical issues, uh, you know, finding out some really bad news about my genes that, you know, I have, you know, I think I've also shared that about, you know, that I have the genes for aortic aneurysm I discovered recently. And so Mm -hmm. I could just at any time, my aorta can just tear or rupture and I can just start bleeding into my chest. Don't do that. I know. And And you were so funny about it too, Heather. You were like, can you just please, can I make a request? (laughs) Can I please just, can you just like not, not do that? (laughs) And that was so beautiful. Uh Oh, we're killing Cheyenne. (laughs) Like (laughs) you were like, uh, you know, and so, yeah, like, holy fuck, there's a lot. And yeah, there's a lot going on in all of our lives, probably, you know, obviously, uh, yeah. as we're sharing about it in this podcast, which I did not expect. But, um, but yeah, but then there's also so many good things as well. Like, you know, I'm very gratified by the work I do. Uh, you know, I'm really gratified that I get to be of service to humans today in a way that I never thought I could be. And like to be able to give back what's been given to me to be able to like help people like stay housed and get housed and get off the streets and, you know, give them food boxes and give them fans because there's a heat wave and Mm -hmm. do these, do these very real constructive things that I can do uh, to help other humans, because I've experienced homelessness, I've experienced alcoholism and addiction, I've experienced mental illness, I've experienced all these things. And, you know, like I have a chronic illness, which is debilitating, and it's uh, only going to get worse as I get older. And it's like, I have all these experiences, and all this suffering and pain, so that I can have meaning and purpose by helping other people going through what they're going through. And they know that since I've been through it, I, I get it firsthand. And I think that that's gratifying to like be able to come alongside people and say, I, I get it. I, I feel you, Brosif, feel you. <laughs> Beautifully put. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so oh. proud of you. Thank you. Oh. Thanks for sharing. God. Yes, thank you for for being vulnerable. I know that that can be very hard and scary, but that's what we're we're a safe place to share. Right, and listeners, I want to throw this out there an open invitation. You know, like obviously this podcast is supposed to be about ghost hunters, which we <laughs> we we rarely ever we may fucking... or may not talk about at any yeah. given time. <laughs> Yeah, in any linear, reasonable fashion, like, we may not, yeah, we go on tangents all the time, that's just the way this podcast is, and we're probably going to finally get around to paranormal stuff, and or maybe, you know, you know, UFOs and cryptids and and all the things, but, um, yeah, but also, like, feel free to email us and, you know, share your experience if you're struggling or whatever, like, and especially, you know, let us know if you would want us to share your letter on the podcast and if you'd like to remain anonymous or whatever, like we can, we can share it with our listeners and like talk about it if that's helpful for you. Yes, so, this is a yeah, safe let us place. know. 
right. sharing. Yeah, where our experiences are validated and, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of a human experience we're having, whether it's something traumatizing or it's something that's, you know, absolutely like freakish because like, oh my God, this really weird thing happened to me. Like the monkey and, man. Yeah, which <laughs> we may or may not ever hear about. We will. We will. <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> Which we may or may not ever hear about. Yes. Yeah. I know, I keep Ooh, yeah. teasing. Ooh. Yeah, she does. She mm. does. She she keeps leading us on on this merry chase where it's like, because I have, uh, you have the most amazing paranormal stories to, to share, Heather. And Me? like, I've won. Yeah, you do. Well, oh. you know, I think we all do. But it's like, that's why we're here. And the thing is that like, I've asked you to share the monkey man story with me over and over because for some reason, like not only do I love it, but I can never remember it. It's almost, it's almost like my brain just like, you can't handle it. it. That's why I I know I can't handle it, but I want to handle it at the same time. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, tell me again. And then like all of a sudden immediately my brain dissociates and shuts it out or something. I don't know. It's what. like when, when the Aztecs or whoever like couldn't see the ships of the conquistadors because <laughs> they didn't have a schema in their brain for what a ship was. So they couldn't see it and could not acknowledge that it existed. That's how we are with the monkey man because we're, yeah. we're not ready. We're not ready. But we will be at some point, and it is going to be a very special podcast, listeners. So you, I mean, yes. we got to have a name for our three fans. <laughs> you know? We should call. We should have like a group, a name for them, or something okay. like that. I'm going to think on that. Okay. Shout out names batteries. if you think of one. But what? Maybe I was going to say batteries because, like, where's my flashlight? <gasps> but but Ooh. I don't. Mm-hmm. Do what feels right. It just, I, I am but a mere guest. Uh. And you know what? We're so happy that you're here. And I'm not going to tell my story about the monkey man because we're here to listen to your story, Diane. That's right. I get to unwrap this little bow and present um, to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're ready to, to dive in. I think we are. I think so. And... I think the monkey man is the perfect segue. Right, straight, absolutely. Straight to this. <laughs> so let's get into something that is also considered a primate, I believe. Oh. Um, I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary at this point, but um, yeah, so I am here to talk about Bigfoot, aka Sasquatch, or in my story, aka Sassy. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go like straight up valley girl on you right now oh my god I love that for you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you sassy um, Ooh. yeah okay. sassy and every once in a while I, I may slip and say sassy pants which is super fun because um for those of you with acute ears you might hear I do have a subtle lisp and it just gets worse like the more I talk because my mouth gets drier and I'm like it's fine I'll just slowly <laughs> like you know devolve into my speech impediment sure, sure. <laughs> I might start uh, talking with a different accent. I mean, you just never know what we're going to do here. So right. just, let's just let it happen. All right. So um, I'm going to do my best to, to 
set the scene. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can so, you please walk us through it? Where can you give us uh, whereabouts? Obviously, you don't have to give us the the exact location. Yeah. You know, as much or as little as you feel comfortable. <laughs> right. Like, so, give us where you were at and and yeah. walk us through it. What What were you doing? Yeah, um, so uh, I do want to give like a little background. Um, I go camping every year with um, this family that I've known since I was uh, since high school, um, and we go up uh, near Bumping Lake, and um, this is off Mount Rainier, off of um, Highway 410, like Chinook Pass, mm-hmm. um, and there is this ridge that is called Nelson Ridge and and we do dispersed camping and and for listeners who don't know this is the um type of camping where you don't make a reservation you go off the grid and like you don't um you everything you take in you have to take out there aren't bathrooms there aren't showers and and part of dispersed camping too is typically there's not a water source as far as I understand but where we are there's actually a, a creek that kind of runs by and it's not listed as a water source but that's where we get like our wash water and stuff for when we set up we we go camping you know yes. we, we dig our, our we dig our holes for our mm-hmm. waste yeah I can dig it <laughs> literally um, and figuratively yes yes um and um you know, and so that was uh, really one of my first um, real experiences with that type of camping. Like, um, I got camping before, but not in the, like, oh, take take the shovel and the toilet paper and go off until you find a spot. Make sure you bury it, because you got to, yeah, you got to bury it. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so this is back in, like, 2006 or 2007. I can't remember the exact year, and I think it was the first year I went with them. Um, and so this family I went with, um, forgive me, I, I don't have permission to use their names, but what we call them, um, are mommy and daddy. And it is, I just want to be very clear here. It is not a sexual thing. <laughs> it was, um, me and, um, so they have, they have two sons and, um, we were friends in high school. And then there are these other brothers that also go along on the trip and, me and these these brothers whose, whose names I, I I can use I do have permission. This is Ben and Robbie, and um, the three of us are um, three of four who really had this experience. And primarily them, I heard noises. They had the thick of it. Um, but so we um, th- this family kind of took us in, and because we were we were sort of like wayward in some ways. Um, and oh, what just happened? Oh. oh my god sorry i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm so sorry no, it's okay i was just like where are we going <laughs> wow we are on an adventure here this is called together mode in skype wow oh. yeah i feel like i need a special hat or something like I, yeah i know i feel like my hair just disappeared which is okay um readers we just got trans or readers readers listeners we just got trans <laughs> to this stone staircase in the middle of what looks like some wilderness um yeah but yeah it's a good backdrop for this story so yeah it is i I gotta i gotta adjust because now i'm like oh now i feel like i'm next to you even though i'm not (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah where was i um so we were you know uh i would i would call us um I mean, sort of wayward. We're like, we just, 
we wound up going to um, our our friend's house and like their parents in some ways acted as like parental figures for us because our parents were wacky. Um, but we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> and so they started bringing us along on their family camping trip that they went up every year to this, this same campsite. Um, and so what was cool about that is because we're, you know, off in the middle of nowhere, we don't really have camping neighbors. So it is very secluded. Um, and it's also a, a big sort of spot. And so we have one area of the camp where um, we set up our tents and the fire pit. And then we have like tables with all the food. Um, and then, you know, we have to put the food away at night because um, bears and critters and mm-hmm. particularly camp robbers, which are birds who, as soon as you set up, they're yeah. like, you got some food for me. Yeah, um, they're little assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, they, we, uh, so daddy, um, and this is where like this name comes in is like, thank you pseudo parents for like, they went to all, like all of our track meets and our sporting events and stuff. And they were just super supportive to mm-hmm. us. I mean, even to this day. Um, and like, we still go on this camping trip and this is what, 16 years later. Um, and, and sometimes their sons don't even go. Sometimes it's just us. <laughs> so it's, well, yeah, those are our parents. Yeah. Um, and there's this section of the camp that kind of goes downhill and it's almost like this little pit that, um, it's all dirt. And, um, we were playing, uh, I I think this is day one and we camped for three nights and this is like pretty early in our, in our trip. And, um, we set up this ladder golf. Do, Do you know what that is? If I say ladder golf, does that have a meaning to you? No. Okay. For, for me, for some reason, I picture like these weird bars and these roped balls that you yes. throw at the weird bars. Yes. Yes. And so some places it's like ladder ball and I've seen it as like other things. And, um, but like before I saw them in the stores everywhere, like daddy just built one out of like PVC pipe and like drilled, um, holes in golf balls. Um, and so, so we, we had like a homemade set, which we still bring up like years later and it's definitely covered in a lot of duct tape and we continue to break it because it turns out golf balls are dense. Um, and we were, it was weird because we were, I don't know that we were talking about Sasquatch at that time, but daddy had mentioned before that there have been sightings and like encounters up in this spot. And if you look at the, um, the Bigfoot like tracking website, Nelson Ridge is on there for like, I think the year 2000 or 2004. And we were there, you know, and you're talking about the tracking as in BFRO. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, and then there's also, oops, apologies. Um, and then there's also like a couple other sightings just around bumping Lake. And so this is a notorious place in Washington state where there are, yeah, Bigfoot encounters. Um, and so I think we kind of knew that and we were like laughing and joking about it. And, um, as we're throwing, you know, the, these balls and we're talking about like some of the noises that, um, like people hear, uh, and especially like the clacking of like sticks or, um, you know, sticks against trees and like, not like animals stepping on them, but rather deliberate, like, you know, that would sound like someone walking up and hitting that with a baseball bat. Oh, um, wood knocking. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and 
as we're standing there and we're making a lot of noise, I mean, we're yelling, we're rowdy, we're teenagers and we're, we're playing this game and we're throwing the balls across and we're like clacking them around. Um, and we hear this scream and it is distant, but we heard it as we were, we were playing and we all froze because we were like, did we just hear that? And then it happened again. And it was so loud. It was guttural. And it was long. And, and I just think about this noise. I'm like, this didn't come from a person. Like, I've heard men scream before. This was deeper, more animalistic. And I've heard cougars before. And I'm like, this is not these noises and to hear that twice in a row and like we all we just froze and it was like what do we do (sighs) and we go and we're just a a little distance away from like the um i i'm not the greatest at like measurements but we're probably about like 30 meters away from like where the tents and like mommy and daddy are sitting and i'm pretty sure mommy heard it daddy didn't though um and they uh mommy was making a face of like what the fuck um and uh we were just like what what was that you know tell tell us something like what you know we're like did we just hear sasquatch (laughs) um which is i think around the time we started going sassy sassy is that you (laughs) and still being like shitty teenagers and being like say it again sassy like um and uh (laughs) Robbie developed like this yell (laughs) where I can't totally do it, but we would still be playing and like to get attention. He would, he would do this like kind of thing. And so we're being shitty. Like we're definitely being somewhat antagonistic, but, but it was so it was on Nelson Ridge and where our campsite is located is definitely miles from the Ridge and the Ridge overlooks our campsite. And so when we heard the screams, we knew that it was not very close. And like, if you're on the ridge, that sound is going to follow. Like you're, you're going to hear it and there's nothing else in the way and we're downhill from it. So, um, yeah, we were pretty freaked out and, um, they, the rest of the day, it was quiet. And, and this was, um, this was pretty much midday. Um, and it was quiet and we were kind of talking about it like, okay, well, what, you know, what are we going to do? Um, it was like, I guess we're just going to carry on and we're just going to keep, you know, playing. And, um, I think we played like capture the flag and like some other just random, like, I don't know. We had a lot more energy then. Now we just like sit around the fire. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that would be Uh, me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's weird because we still bring all the games and we're like, I'm gonna play ladder golf and it's like that means standing <laughs> all right like <laughs> it means walking a couple paces and like that means not being in the shade or that means not being by the fire um but that uh that night i um i go to sleep real hard in the woods like that is the best sleep i think i ever get and i mm-hmm. just like my body is just like Yep, this is welcome to your actual circadian rhythm. Yes. Um, and so I slept pretty hard that night, and I 
woke up, um, when I woke up, it was pretty early. And I think it was Robbie that was awake, um, who was just like freaked the fuck out. And, um, so again, Robbie and Ben are brothers. And, um, that next morning they tell us about their night and their tent. My tent is much more centralized and it was closer to like the, the biggest tent, which is next to like one of the cars, which is where mommy and daddy were staying. And then Ben and Robbie are like further out, um, still like kind of a semicircle, but they're definitely furthest, like closest towards the woods and we're closest towards the road, like the access road to this site. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna get the time order a little bit wrong maybe, but I think it's fine. So they're at night, they're in the tent. Um, and they hear the wood knocking. Um, and I, I have vague memories of this, but I think like the weird, like critic in myself is like trees, branches break. It's fine. Um, but what I didn't hear and what I didn't get, thank God, I have no idea what I would have done if this, if this happened to my tent. I just, I just don't think I would have gone back. They go back. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) there are rocks being thrown at the tents. Yikes. Birds and squirrels and other critters will sometimes drop things. And like, you know, being under trees, like sometimes stuff, you know, falls. This is not that. This is heavier items like rocks, like, you know, like hitting it. And then, and then there's tents scratching. Oh. Nope. I'm out. I like, I, again, like if this happened to my tent, I like, I would probably piss myself right there. And then I, I cocoon. I don't know what else to fucking do. That is not what they do. Um, and I, I, and, and this is where I get fucked up. I don't know if they were in the car first or if they went to the tent later. It was cold. Um, but there is tent scratching, and I think that's when they move to the car. Like, they wait a while, and one of them thinks the other one is fucking with them, which is not beyond us. Like, we do that, and mm-hmm. honestly, I'm one of the bigger culprits. But, like, I'm like, I'm going to leave a noise machine in your tent and then be awful. Like, I'm not actually going to go outside your tent and scratch because I'm going to freak myself out. I already know that. Like, <laughs> that, that woods, dark night, I get spooked so easily like you just say something creepy and I'm like well I'm gonna go hide now thank you um (laughs) (laughs) and yet I also love it I'm like tell me all the spooky stuff um but so they um I know Ben moves to the car at some point and he's in the car and he he sent me a message and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this because this is where I'm, I'm gonna mess up things um He's in the car, and sorry, I'm just gonna make awful noises because this is the other part that would just the antenna gets flicked, like not oh I shut the door and it moved, like the noise, what it sounds like to have like the car antenna flicked, and he's like I'm not looking, nope. And just stays. And I'm like, I do not blame you. I don't, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't, I don't know what I would do. I no, I, I do. I, it would, I would revert to like five-year-old me where if I close my eyes, it will be gone. If I just turn into a rock, I like, I don't exist. Um, 
And so, uh, so he hears that. And this is where I like, at some point I think he moves back to the tent. Um, and, and like, there's like space in between these things happening. And so this is going on for several minutes, like moving from the tent to the car, flicking stuff. And what I think is really interesting is like, I don't know if I was left alone because I was closer to mommy and daddy who had nothing to do with us making noise earlier that day of like the, the playing the ladder golf. But Robbie was definitely the one making screaming noises. And right. So it's like, holy shit, this is very targeted. Um, and then the other thing, which I do remember, um, and it was further out was, the smell um and it uh Robbie in particular was like really aware of it and brought it to our attention first and I and I, I'm pretty sure mommy smelled this too and was like nope that's not okay and it was I like I mean like death but like concentrated wet dog and feces like just mm-hmm. and it was just a shift in this wind and you're just like holy like my nose has been assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so that was kind of, I think the, <laughs> so that those are like the big things and like just sitting, um, and like kind of, you know, it's kind of a debrief, but also like what the fuck happened last night? Um, we, that's when we kind of got more stories from like mommy and daddy and daddy talking about some of his friends who were hunters who've had similar experiences in that same area. Um, and I, it just, I like, if I heard those screams again, I like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's what always stands out in my mind. And it wasn't just like, Oh, I think I heard that it was, did you guys hear that? And then just a moment later, like it happening again while we're silent and waiting for it. Um, and I did, I I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but it was someone else who had a similar encounter and they had a, um, uh, they had a baby with them and you can hear like, like a toddler with them and you can hear the toddler in distress while they're hearing the same scream. And, I, it just, that part always gives me chills just because I like, I heard that. I know that was there and I know no one knew what it was. And this is also, we're also with, you know, the sons of this hunter who's like, I've never heard anything like that. And that was later. I was like, I'm going to go look up, you know, cougar noises. And like, I've heard something, but I was like, I'm going to go look up these noises. And it was every time I came across someone talking about like a Bigfoot encounter and those noises, I was like, fuck, that's it. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, we did hear a similar scream the following year, um, but it was on a different ridge. Hey, Otis. It's actually Milo this time. Oh, that's Milo. Oh, that's Milo. He's eating some of my hair. Oh, my God. I pulled it out of his throat. Gross. Yum. Sorry. Sorry. That was just a very visceral experience I just had, literally, because I was... was, I felt pulling that. something really long out of his insides. Okay. Yeah. Ew. Speaking uh, of visceral experiences, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please do. Can you please, can you tell me, like, when you heard those screams, what was 
what were you feeling and what, what was happening in your body at that time, at that moment? Um, it just, I mean, I mean so much. And I think the, the, the first, the first one, right. We were being goofy. Um, and so it was just like a, wait, what, you know, kind of like a, huh, that's intriguing. Did I hear that? And also some like, like a little bit of fear and confusion, but the second one, it's because we were silent, because we were listening, I, it, it was freezing, right? It's that adrenaline and the, and the uncertainty, I think, was the first thing that I really noticed. Of like, I don't know how to explain this. And it, and that's the other thing. It's like, it wasn't just like a, ah, like, it was long. Like, I, I would consider it a roar if it didn't sound so much like a scream <laughs> if that makes sense and well yeah that's just like a like a cougar you know they have a screaming noise and yeah. other other noises so there's like there's definitely a difference yeah and so it um and i think you know for for a split second too you know i i there was also this wonder like was that a person like no that's not that doesn't sound like person range because like, and that's the other thing I, like, I'm all for going up onto a mountaintop and, and screaming, but um, you know, this, <laughs> this was like, it didn't sound like that. And it didn't, you know, we, we had this thought too, like, is that a person? Do they need help? And it was like, no, because the screams were so that I think that was the other thing. They were almost uniform. Like, you know, if it's a person in distress, like, if they're falling or something like it's probably not going to be the same thing. Also, it, it's still just like not in the range. Like it was just so much deeper, so much more guttural and just, I, you know, I captivating and just this, what the fuck are we, what are we hearing? Right. What are we collectively experiencing right now? And then trying to like debrief about like, what, what is this? What does this mean? Um, do, do we leave? Like, do we go home? Um, and I think there was that rationalization too of like, oh, it's really far away. Um, and but yet, how can it be that far away and yet so loud at the same time? Yeah. Because then that may, I mean, this might sound like kind of a, a leading statement, but, you know, like, it sounds to me like what you experienced was so much confusion because you're like, that's not any type of animal I've ever heard and then it's so far away and yet so loud at the same time like imagine how much lung power would be required to make that right right and and that was the other thing too and I think one of the things that that stood out to us also was like are we provoking it because we are I mean we are definitely loud and we we were like not like screaming but like you know loud and laughing and yelling and and just like we were playing um but we're definitely loud. And I mean, even daddy sometimes makes comments like, I know we're in the woods, but shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it felt like, you know, cause we were clanking sticks and stuff, but it was like clanking the balls together. And, um, and I, I think I remember us after the first scream, like waiting a beat and then like clicking something again. And then it happened. It was like, okay like we stopped playing we're like 
we're going to go sit down now. Like, this is, I think we've exhausted ladder golf for the day. Let's, like, let's chill. Um, and it, like, you know, it, it's scary. But I, I think the thing that's so weird about it, too, is, like, you were mentioning earlier, where it almost feels like gaslighting, where because there was so much space um, between, even that evening, but it's, like, having, like, it was just the few of us that listened to it or, like, heard it, and then so much time has passed that we're like, yeah, no, that was real. Like that happened. We heard that. Um, and even as I reached out to Robbie and Ben, um, like Robbie made the comment, like it was just like his particular experience. Um, uh, he was like, yeah. And don't forget the screams that we heard prior. And I'm like, yeah. And, and we revisit it every once in a while, but it's also like really freaky to talk about. Cause then there's also that moment of like, if we talk about it, are we, are we bringing him back? Like, if we <laughs> is that like summoning? Like yeah. I don't know how this works fully. No like one knows a how Voldemort. This works. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. And so it's like, oh, you know, do and then and then it's also you know it's just freaky to think about. And um, I always laugh. One of the things that like when when Ben and I are talking around like the campfire, um, we like to try to freak each other out with like spooky stories and cryptids and stuff and. Um, the one thing that always gets us, though, is as soon as we start mentioning cougars or mountain lions, we're like, nope. Because um, we'll also try to, like, go off on a walk. But that's, like, the one thing is, like, we'll always bring us back. But we always stray away from Bigfoot. Like, we're just like, no, we don't talk about that. That's not funny. That's not a fun, like, <laughs> that's not a, we can talk about that in the daytime quietly. Um, but... Yeah, it's, I, like, it is, I don't know, if anything, I think there's a deeper sort of respect for that area, too, and just, like, making sure that everything we bring in and bring out is, um, you know, it's well-maintained and it's taken care of, and, um, I mean, we even sometimes will, like, clean up after, like, other campers have been there prior, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's also this element of, like, don't get mad, sassy, like, we're, we're, we're just here to relax and, like, We'll, we'll abide by your rules, but you got to let us know what they are. And also, please don't kill us. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. just, it's fine. And I, and I think, and, and that's the other thing is I think there's an element of like, because that was, yeah, it must've been the first year. Cause that was the first year there, like we had gone. I think there was this moment of like Sasa being like, I don't know those people. They're not normally with this family. I need to go check them out. Um, also they rowdy. And so it's just, I, you know, like, I, I think sometimes I'm, I'm a, I'm a healthy skeptic of like, okay, here are the things I can maybe explain away or help rationalize. Because if I can't, like, I know myself, if, if I don't know, I'm going to get scared mm-hmm. more. Um, and so I'm like, this is fine. This is fine. But I still like, uh, you know, just thinking about that sound and then, you know, I, I am very grateful that like I didn't experience what Robbie and Ben did, but I'm also really happy that they have that together because if it was just a lone thing, like, I, I don't know, you know, it is, it can be very isolating and like, I love talking about it, but at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm going to be met with some skepticism and like, I, it's not my job to convince people that what I heard was real. Um, mm-hmm. what I smelt was real. Like, Or that your people are legitimate and believable people that, you know, you're talking about. Right. And, 
you know, and because, you know, at this point, it, you know, it's been 16 years and it feels weird to be like, because it doesn't feel that long ago, but you know, details will fade. So we'll revisit it. And sometimes like, even it was funny when you were talking about like the monkey man, like, I feel like my, like, there's not the schema in my brain to handle this. It's almost like that where I'm like revisiting. It helps. Cause did that happen? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, okay, cool. And like, wait, but did that happen? Like, yep, still can confirm. And like, without that, it'd be like, I don't know. Um, you know, I think about the things that like I encountered, like as like a little kid and that fades so much more because talking to people about it is like, you know, whatever, but having people who can corroborate and who experience the same things and more, right. You're like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. Like that. These are Mm -hmm. phenomenon that I did experience. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't have a, the most explanation for it other than, yeah, this happened. This is where it fits with what I understand about not just the world, but like cryptids and like Bigfoot sightings. Like it's falling into this pattern of what other folks have experienced. And I like, and so there's that other side of me too, which I, you know, there's that, that, that curiosity of like, well, I want to see more. I want to know more. And then I'm like, do I like, I like kind of, but also like, you know, how often do I want to pee my pants in my life? Like, <laughs> get stand a couple more times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> get some diapers. Yeah, That'd it'll be, be fine. fine. I'm, you know. <laughs> Take some Depends uh, with you when you're camping. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not my sponsored pants. by Depends. <laughs> <laughs> or Poise. Oh, but we could be. Any well, adult, I said we. adult briefs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unless we're selling them as merchandise, that's the only involvement. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, yeah. I actually, I'm uh, I'm in the process of finding a, a designer. But we can get into that. We, we Get into that later. Yes. Designer for Depends. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? No, I went on a, uh, a two-week camping trip on the east coast with my friend and um we made these like little they're kind of like little sports bra crop top kind of things out of men's tidy whitey briefs we just oh, like fun. cut a hole in the in the crotch and put them over our heads and it was actually really comfortable and kind of cute so <laughs> sophie and i are talking about you know we should like design a logo for our podcast and have it put on the briefs and sell them as merch as, which as I, it's going to be the, the wave of the future or whatever yeah sorry oh that's that's beautiful uh that's yeah. way better than what i said <laughs> <laughs> i mean but, you way. know you could always wear them as you know as pants and poop in them <laughs> you know they could be multi-purpose but they have a big hole in the crotch so you uh, know. yeah that's true but i mean you could take them out and I don't know. Like you could dig a hole and and yeah. still wear, still be somewhat covered and poop out of them. I don't know. We could figure out maybe a little butt flap situation. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm uh, taking sorry. notes here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sorry. Somebody <laughs> should. Um, because our business plan, you know, we need to get our shit together. Um, number yes. one, cold reading. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, for those of you who aren't aware of cold reading and Cheyenne, you may not be, but it's basically a fake psychic 
does uses this uh, tactic called cold reading, and it, they ask leading questions to get more information, and then they basically just kind of like make mm. up stories to tell the person, and mm-hmm. like they basically are preying on people. They're yeah. charlatans. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they they use all these different like cues, like nonverbal cues from the people from the audience to mm. you know. And then I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a, yeah, uh, but it's like, that, does anybody relate to that? Someone's name that starts with an M and it's like pretty much everybody knows somebody whose name yeah. starts with M and so they'll leech onto that and, you know, anyway, it's called cold reading and Sophie and I are going to learn how to do it so we can make a million dollars. Ooh, I like that. That, that. that would be, I don't know, kind of a fun party trick though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I support it. Okay. As long as it's used for good and humor. Thank you. And then, um, Cheyenne, to kind of go back to, you know, your story, um, was there anything else that happened to you or that happened to Ben and Robbie or Mommy and Daddy that you could possibly share with us? Uh, yeah. So the the other thing that I really remember was um, the following year, I, um, we ended up staying at another spot and someone else was with us and we were talking about the experience and it was interesting because we were at a different part. Uh, we were still around Bumping Lake, but we were at a different part of the lake and we were going on this hike. Um, and this was maybe a year, I think it was a year later, but it could have been two years later, but I really think it was a year later. Um, and we were, do you know what geocaching is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we were, you know, we were trying to find this, this one geocache and that, um, mommy and daddy were both aware of. And so we get to this, the, the peak of this other like ridge. And I don't remember the name of that one. Um, I haven't been back since and you know, that's going on like 14, 15 years. Um, and as we were describing to our, our other friend who, who was coming for this trip, um, what we experienced further in the distance, we heard the scream again. And that was really not just telling, but like weird because the timing also seemed to line up with like, we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it, like and, and so yeah and so it's like okay but like <laughs> how though like what is your radius of like uh, yeah you're super hearing yeah and so it was it was really interesting like hearing that again and so you know over the years like we've come across i think there was one time they came across a pile of feces that was like ooh, what is that because i don't you know like trackers hunters and stuff uh-huh. you know what like droppings look oh, like oh i this, do that yeah, yeah, I have so a whole like, I have a book about how to identify scat. Full of full of hair. Yeah. Um sim- I mean similar smell cuz like hair and feces, but mm-hmm. like, you know, so it's like that, ooh, is this a cougar bear or sassy? Um <laughs> and <laughs> uh but you know, it's you know, it's been really like relatively quiet like I kind of feel weird being like the last decade. Um but we always go the same weekend and it was um some of the things that we've been talking about too cuz like one of the weird things that happened this year, because there have been a lot of fires, um, they, uh, 
I ended up getting fairly sick one day and I, I don't have any good reason for that other than one day I just didn't feel good and I didn't go on the normal hike that we go on to the lake. But on their way there, they encountered a bunch of coyotes um, or coyotes and um, that hasn't really happened before. And so the fires that have happened have pushed the wildlife down into places they typically aren't. Mm -hmm. And so it, it makes me wonder like, you know, how does that impact not just the wildlife going on, but like, you know, sassy, what are you up to? How is, where are you, where are you right now? Like, did you relocate somewhere else? Like, what is your range? Like, what is your, uh, perimeter, if you will? Um, that's so cute. It's like, you're worried about them a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't feel, I don't know. Like, I, I feel respectful fear of like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with you. I want to know what's going on. I, I, I do want to see you when I don't. I like, I because I feel like at that point I'm like it's too late. Um, but I, there is now this just like, you know, peaked curiosity of just like, oh, what are we going to hear this year? Is this going to come up again? Um, How is it going to be different? And so there's almost like this wanting and longing of like, you know, interact with me. Like, tell me you're here. Tell me you're present. And um, I did, uh, I was listening, what was it? It was, oh, I think it was Unsolved Mysteries. Um, and I was watching an episode on, like, cryptids, and um, I I, tr- I have trouble saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, I'm uh, skinwalkers, because I know when you say that too much, yeah, I'm so sorry. Now, from here on out, I'm going to refer to them as flesh pedestrians, and I'm going <laughs> to do that to my group. Uh, so, like... Um, <laughs> So we were we were talking oh, about that's like that's the best thing. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Oh my god. Yeah, I you know, you gotta talk about them without talking about them. Um and I sometimes feel that way with Bigfoot, but um so I've been uh this last year I've been really like into like oh what's going on with flesh pedestrians and like what's the lore around this, what are the experiences? because uh, that creeps the shit out of me. Um, that is something that I'm like, I, like, we, t- we told stories and even daddy was like, can we stop now? And I can't remember what, he had another nickname for him and he just kept, um, oh, I don't really, maybe it'll come back to me, but like, we kept give, coming up with different names too. Um, <laughs> and Ben and I pretended to be one when they went to go on their hike and we came back <laughs> and they came back and I was like, so we were just being stupid and, um. Wait a second, wait a second. Hold the phone. You you pretended to be flesh pedestrians? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it was not, uh, it was just like, let's just talk weird. Um, <gasps> and so, uh, yeah, so we waited because I was like, I guarantee you they're going to ask me, how are you feeling um, when they get back? And I'm just going to say, yes. <gasps> and like, look. And then, and I don't remember what Ben said, but it was something like how, how hike, like hike was good or how was hike and like (laughs) hike good. Uh, And, and so, but we couldn't make it through. It was like, daddy was like, how are you feeling? And I go, yes. And he starts laughing because he thinks it's a response to how long it took them to ask how, how I'm doing because <laughs> they were back for several minutes. And then I don't remember exactly what Ben says, but we played this out for like a couple minutes, just being really dumb. 
Um, but anyway, that was such a side note to like, I like camping. This is what we talk about. And when I got back, I was really interested in more of like what's going on. And I, and I found one of the unsolved mysteries that had something to do with, you know, flesh pedestrians and other things. And there was this theory that originates, um, in indigenous cultures. And I think it's the Navajo. Um, but that those beings that we see like Bigfoot, um, and other cryptids are actually like there's other dimensions that are parallel to us and they just kind of slip over sometimes and mm-hmm. like I thought it was really interesting um and I, I'm not sure how much I'm like oh yeah this is it but I thought it was a really compelling way to think about you know not just like here they are always but rather they they slip in in and out when they need to or sometimes they just get lost Right. Mm-hmm. There's doorways that we don't see. And so it's, you know, I don't know about you, but I think if I was a being living in some realm and then I accidentally slipped into ours and I hear some annoying teenagers, you damn right. I'm going to scream like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, shut up. <laughs> like, Seriously. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's, it is still just one of the most like, memorable feelings and noises of just that uncertainty, panic and fear and just having to like calm myself down too. Cause going, I can't do anything. Like also what would I do? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm have a conversation. Um, yeah. You can just go up to Sas- Sam Squatch and, and you're going to uh, Sam Squatch and you're just going to give him a, a handshake and be like, hello, how are you? Mm-hmm. That's how that would go. You got to like, poke him in his navel, just like that guy in South Carolina did. Get, get. I said, get. I said, they're like the, the, what is it, the Jack Lang's commercials where it's like messing with Sasquatch. And yes. It's like, yeah, it's it like was, I had to rough talk him. I, I oh, thought yeah. he was going to kill my dogs. <laughs> he had long, beautiful hair. His hair was really yellow. Have you seen uh, this video, Cheyenne? Sophie will yeah. have to send it to you. Yes, please. It's yeah. amazing. It's one of my favorite uh, Bigfoot encounter videos. This guy named Tim Peeler in mm-hmm. South Carolina in the mountains. And he's telling his story and he is one of the most credible people that I've ever listened to like he's legit you know he has no reason to to make it up or embellish you know and it's just it's like the best story and his accent is amazing and 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 he is on the news and everything yeah they interviewed him on the news and um yeah I mean it was like a big deal in his little community but um yeah, my mom tells me that I do his accent better than he does, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if that's true. I think I overdo his accent, but um, it's a really excellent story and description of what happened. And it's like, you know, it's kind of humorous, too, the way that he, like, just, I don't know, He he's just such a compelling person to listen to and watch and his story is really good so um yeah i highly recommend it's on youtube you can look up 
Tim Peeler Bigfoot encounter. All right. I will um, share it. I'll just share it with you, Cheyenne. I'll text oh, it yes, to you. Please. Yeah, it's excellent. So, um, yeah. Uh, and your story was excellent, Cheyenne. Yes. That Thanks. That was amazing. Like, I don't know what I would have done it, if I, that had happened to me. Yeah. I I am I am amazed sometimes that uh, Robbie and Ben still come back. But I mean, at this point, like it is, you know, it's, it's like our family trip. And so, um, you know, we talk about it, but it, it, it just, it, it feels so weird how like our first, really the first couple of years that we were going were so active. And then it was like, as we adjusted, maybe so did Sassy, like, I, you know, like what, about those first couple of years made it so active at the time. And then, mm-hmm. um, not, you know, I don't know. I like, I have my own guesses and theories and stuff, but it is like, it, like I said, there's always kind of this, this curiosity and uh, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like this curious longing of like, give, give me something else. Like, show me, show me a little bit more. It's okay. You can trust me. Mm-hmm. Like also don't hurt me. Like, but like just snippets, like, um, and yet at the same time, like I, if I hear bipedal things coming from not the roadside, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't run quick enough, but I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever feel like, like threatened by it or unwelcome or just scared? Um, with the initial screams, there was definitely a fear, mm-hmm. um, I, for, for Robbie and Ben, um, I think there was absolute terror. I, I think there was a feeling of potential threat, but then like looking back, it seemed more like, you know, just like almost curiosity about them of like, if I do this, what's going to be the retaliation? How are these like beings who were here? It, it felt to them, it felt like, um, or as they've described to me, just kind of like, it was just kind of exploring them. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think with the proximity, if it wanted to do damage, it it could have. Like, right. you know, it's rocks the tents, um, slamming sticks against trees, like the wood knocking. Um, yeah, the Ooh. scratching of the tent. Like, yeah. I just don't, you know, when you're touching the tent and like, even if you're a person, you are you have the proximity to do some damage. Right. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I, I think the thing that really scares me about just the way that it followed as they moved from the car to the tent and back. And just like the fact that it it watched that happen and then fucked with the car, you know, it was not just like, Oh, intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it is monitoring. And so it, and I think it, and that's where I kind of come up with like the, the sort of theory of like, I think it was just testing the waters of like, are these people a danger? Are they a threat? Are they, you know, what's happening here? Right. And really it's just some rowdy teenagers with their friends, parents who are basically babysitting them in the woods. Right. Uh, but with that said, I think there's still that like, yeah, there's that impending threat of like, don't, you, you know, we're not, 
this isn't this isn't like an equal relationship. Like if we fuck up, we lose. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Like, um, and so there, I think there is that element of like, okay, we don't want that back, um, and yet, I kind of want to know more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't know. I'll carry that with me forever. I think. Uh, yeah. And er, yeah, every time I hear like a recording, I'm just like, yep, that is what I heard. That is the noise mm-hmm. wait a second when you hear a recording of what exactly oh you... that scream um <gasps> so i've heard oops sorry i've there's been a couple um like videos and other like encounters where people have been able to record the screams that they hear and there have been some um like pretty recent ones too that i've heard and i um i apologize is it like the ohio how do you know any names for the uh, maybe. I don't, that name is familiar, but I don't think that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. And because the one I'm thinking of has like a toddler in it. And you just, you hear the toddler making noises too, like reacting to something where the parents like, you know, I don't want to make too many judgments, but I'm like, good parents would not terrorize their two-year-olds with that noise, seeing that how this child is actively like disturbed, like is, is very uncomfortable with what's happening and the parents are genuinely curious. Um, and so that one feels very authentic and it's, um, I'm, I'm really sorry that I can't remember what that is. Um, it's okay. but it, uh, yeah, that scream hearing that I was like, that is, that is it to a T. Um, and you know, people being like, that's not this, that's not this, that's just, we don't have an answer. Um, and so it just, you know, the more, and, and it feels like, it, it feels weird that those are, they definitely freak me out when I hear them. I'm like, no, but then there's, it, it's, it, there's this weird side of comfort with it of like, okay, all right. I'm not insane. Mm-hmm. This noise exists here. It is on a recording that we were not able to get, but like, yeah that's real. Um, and so, and it's like, you've listened. So it sounds like you've researched because of this longing, this curiosity to know more, which I think is very human, you know, to just be like, even if it's dangerous, we're so curious still. And it sounds like you did this research and you looked online and you listened to a bunch of different animal sounds in the North American forests. And then basically what you came back to was what? Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and like, it helps too. like, we, you know, we, we camp with an experienced hunter and like, I, I don't think he's been hunting like in recent years or anything, but having someone who has the knowledge and like his sons too. And so like one of his sons was one of one of the ones who, who heard it and was like, I don't know that noise that's new to me and him. And I think that was the other thing too. It's like, there's that moment of like, are we somehow fucking with each other? And, like, making eye contact with the four of us and all of us having the same, like, look on our face of just surprise, confusion, and, and like, trying to, you know, search. And, like, it's that weird, like, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for reactions of, like, who's going to laugh? And they're like, oh, no one's laughing. Oh, everyone looks scared. Now I'm scared. Okay. And then, like, it happens again. And so there's that, that looking to each other to interpret what's happening and then going, Oh, we're all lost. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, because there is that, that knowledge and, and there was some of that knowledge of the background of like, yeah, you know, Sasquatch has been cited in these areas, blah, 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 blah. And then going, 
okay, but we didn't actually think when we were talking about that, that we would experience anything. And then we did. And, and I think that's the other thing is like our, us being new as a group, somehow talking about it, like bringing it up. And I think that's also what kind of keeps us like a little bit cautious about talking about it all the time. Cause we're like, I don't really want it to happen again, but I also like, like you kind of do. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Wild, just wild. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for having me and letting me, I don't know, take up your time and talk about this. Cause it's, oh, of course. you know, yeah, this was awesome. Thanks. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's always fun kind of sharing it. And then there's always like this look of like, you know, it's not like, Oh, I saw him and this is what it looked like. It was just like, here are these things that happened that kind of point towards this. And like, I don't, we don't have any other reasonable thing. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I want to, I want to make it very clear, especially to the listeners, like, Oh, something was flicking like the car or why wouldn't it be another person? There wouldn't be another person out where we go camping. We would hear a car pull up. We had, um, like you, you have to have a flashlight. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. like, where's my flashlight? Exactly. That would have to happen <laughs> to navigate that campsite yeah. at night. Um, there's, you know, there's no seeing in front of you for like two, like you can't see two feet in front of you when all the lights and stuff are out. Like right. it's just black. Um, and so, you know, it just, and like the fact that the, the rest of us, like we'll play practical jokes on each other for sure we don't have that capacity to follow something through like that. And then, you know, the smell, that's not something yeah. we can create. Um, and that's a common thing that's reported is a smell of wet dog and su- and sewage. And I've also heard, um, you know, death and yes, I've heard of the smell like it, it's, it doesn't happen every time supposedly when people have a Sasquatch encounter, but that they, those, that's a common thing associated with it. And especially with the screams, um, you know, that's another tangible thing and you weren't the only one that heard it. So that like validates it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and again, I wish I like, had we had the foresight to record, but what, you know, we, we get there and there's no service. So it's like our phones go off immediately. There's not like, um, now, you know, they're, they're, I mean, at the time too, like phones were not as high tech as they are now. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking like, this was 16 years ago. Um, and so now I think there is, it's weird. Like we have the capacity now to actually like get some more, like if we were to record or something that would be easier. But I also think sometimes that's part of it is like the stealth. I think there is an element where if Sassy wants to be found, he will. Um, and if he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And, you know, so I, I, like, I do, it's weird feeling like lucky to have had this experience, but I do, like, I feel very grateful that like my, you know, my understanding of the natural world was definitely challenged. And I hold on to that because I think there are, like, there's room, I do think there's room for skepticism, but I also think there's, 
so much more to be curious about and challenge our, like, to use the word schema again, the schemas that we've set up in our own mind in Mm -hmm. understanding how to navigate the world. Because when there is an experience like that and then just going, this doesn't fit except in this, like, very abstract, you know, other people kind of coming up with these experiences. And we can't, you know, even begin to understand things without talking about it. And so, you know, thanks for the space, honestly. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, that's kind of the, one of the main reasons I think that we started this podcast was because we've had all these different experiences, Sophie and I have, like, through our whole lives. And we've, you know, it's one of the things that brought us together originally was talking about stuff. And, um, you know, we've just, we've always had that kind of relationship and, um, who's vacuuming Tyler? <laughs> what is going on? Tyler, like, of vacuum, course. And I like, I like took my ear pod out and I was like, what? <laughs> my neighbors? Like, where is that no, coming it's, from? It's Tyler. Okay. <laughs> um, he picked the perfect time. Okay, he's, great. he's so diligent about vacuuming. Um, what was I it's getting good for at? him. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. You were thanking her about sharing her story. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I oh. think that was where we... Yeah, I, I think that, you know, so many people are, like, afraid to talk about their own experiences. And so we wanted to create a place where people could talk about it and feel believed and heard and supported. Um, I think that's really important, and, you know, it's, uh, a lot of it is, you know, going back to schemas, it is a thing where, you know, something will happen, and if you can't explain it by any other means, you know, then it's paranormal. And there's so much that you know, that we don't know, that science hasn't figured out about the natural world. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we do know and we have figured out, but there's, you know, this infinite beyond that we don't understand yet. And just because, you know, there's no, like, you know, concrete proof of, you know, ghosts or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're not real. Yeah. And um, I've had this conversation so many times about Sasquatch when I was going to school in Maryland and people were like, you believe in Sasquatch? I thought you were a scientist. And it's like, don't tell me what's in my forests back home. You you don't know shit about Buck, you know? (laughs) And um, just because, I mean, how many new species are discovered every year? You know, how many species go extinct before they're even discovered? Like, you know, you can't just rule something out because there isn't, you know, like a a skeleton of it or a specimen of it in a museum somewhere. Like, there's so much that we don't know. And I think that by talking about it and, you know, trying to learn more and explore and discover things, you know, that's that's how science works. So we're not being, like, anti-science by discussing things and trying to figure it out. Like, that is the very, like, root of science. 
definitely. And then I, you know, and I, it's, it's, I, I'm so glad you mentioned, like, how many species you discovered. And also, like, I don't remember the name of the fish, but, like, it was a fish that we thought was extinct for, like, 65,000 years. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah, do you? Coelacanth. <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. yes. And it's like, and then it shows up. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, there you are. Um, well, we got to change that, you know? And then there was something else, and I and I think this was also, I've been binging, like, on Salt Mysteries and things like that, but... Um, the, uh, oh my gosh, I really want to say chup- Chupacabra, but then, like, I don't know if it was specifically that one. But it was basically, like, a hybrid animal that had that had the DNA of a wolf and a coyote mm-hmm. and had, like, fangs. And they and they have the body and and like it had like gray skin and they're like well this is where the DNA comes from but it's like you know what types of like new species are even being mm-hmm. generated I don't want to say generated that sounds weird but like you know what does evolution look like in we're in actually discussing that this week in my genetics class actually we're talking about the red wolf which is a um like the genetic studies have shown that it is most likely a hybrid between gray wolf and coyote. Interesting. And so there's all this, like, debate about, like, is it its own species or is it a hybrid? And if it is truly a hybrid, it can't be protected under the Endangered Species Act. And it currently is protected as its own species, but now all this DNA is like... So that's what we're talking about in conservation genetics this week, so... That's fascinating. funny that you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of huh. chupacabra, I have one little uh, anecdote yes. for you. Um, I used to go to Costa Rica every year for a class, and um, I was like a mentor, and I would take students out. Um, I was doing a bat study, so I would let students come with me and help me collect data. And um, there's a, a bird down there called the vermiculated screech owl. And uh, it's it's like this little teeny tiny owl and it makes like this beautiful, like you can find that on YouTube also, the sound of the vermiculated screech owl. But I had all these kids convinced that that noise was chupacabra. (laughs) (laughs) And like some of them would get so freaked out. And then I'd be like, okay, everybody calm down. And, like, you know, I'd show them in my bird book. Like, it's actually this little teeny tiny owl. It's nothing to be afraid of. But, like, because I was so able to, you know, just be, like, very stoic about it. Like, oh, yeah, that's Chupacabra. You know? (laughs) Like, they believed me. And it's like, man, I could could start a cult. You know? (laughs) Like, that's how good I am. I could start a cult. Love that. Let me know when you start. I'll I will. Join. Heck yeah. <laughs> you can have one of the uh, underwear shirts for free. That'll be the, the bonus for being a guest on our podcast. Oh! So, yes! Uh, uh, Sophie uh, and I will figure out I how to get be, one to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Yeah. Oh, yes please. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> <sighs> well, this was awesome. It was so nice to meet you virtually. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. Of 
course. Yeah, if you ever, you know, want to come back on and talk about more stuff, you know, you're always welcome to hop back on our Skype calls. Sure. And, um, yeah, if I get, uh, access to ghost hunters at some point in the near future, maybe I can keep <laughs> up on, you know, which episode you're on. And then if I do a little, little pop in and be like, I know what we're, I know what we're talking about. So. Oh, exactly. Please do. Um, yeah. Speaking of ghost hunters, um, I don't think we're going to have time to get to that. We're already at an hour and 52 minutes right now. Ow, um, ow. But, <laughs> But maybe what we should do, Sophie, is that when we have a guest who's telling a specific story, we can just have that as the episode. Yeah. And then go back to Ghost Hunters on the next episode. Until I get so many interviewees that we can no longer... No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. All listener tales all the time. Yes. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Or we could we could alternate, you know. Yeah. We could we'll figure it out, but yeah, we're yeah. not gonna get to it this time. But that's okay because this has been amazing, and um, yeah, I'm really excited about having guests and expanding our repertoire. <laughs> and um, oh, I wanted to to give a couple of shout outs before we are done. Um. First of all, I need to give an official shout out to my friend Alex, who made our theme music. Yes. Um, yeah, it's very awesome and perfect, and uh, that was really cool. And he has a website that I will post on our Facebook page, because I didn't write it down, because I'm a genius. Um, but I'll post it on our Facebook page, so go to Facebook and look for Where's My Flashlight, a Ghost Hunters podcast, and give us a like. Um, you can email us at hofi70362 at gmail.com and tell us your stories about ghosts or cryptids or any other weird creepy thing that you can't explain or, you know, what whatever you want to talk about. Mental health, addiction... I don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. You want to talk I mean, about, we basically, sorry, go ahead. You want to talk about conservation genetics, scat ID, you know, we're, we're <laughs> yes. all over the place. Let's do this. Or social justice through ecology. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. Um, or Ukraine and Russia. Uh, I mean, that we've gone off on so <laughs> many different tangents on this podcast. You just, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and, oh, also, if you go to our Red Circle page, which is where our podcasts are originally posted, um, the link for that is also on our Facebook page. Um, we have a link now where you can give us a donation to help support our efforts, because we're paying for all this. We don't have any fancy sponsors like Depends or Poise (laughs) or, um, whatever other brand name we may have mentioned. Um, tidy whities you yeah yep fruit of the loom um, <laughs> give us a call um, so you can make a donation on our our red circle we would love that very much um, so we can get a mixer yeah we yeah. need we need a mixer we're in desperate need um, maybe not desperate need I think we're doing all right but we're in desperate need of a mixer <laughs> um, and what else. 
Can you think, is there anything either of you want to want to say as we're wrapping hi. up? Hi, 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 hi Mom. Aww. <laughs> Harriet. Sweet, Sweet Harriet. Harriet. Um, oh. Let's see. Beep, boop, beep, boop. I think that's it. That's all I had to say about this. Yeah, I also want to second uh, thank you, Alex, for creating our individual, unique um, theme song for yes. free. You took your time out of oh, your it life. Wasn't, it wasn't free. What? <laughs> you paid for it? I paid for it. <laughs> what? Yeah. How come I didn't? What? Okay. It, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. Whatever. Well, yeah. You did it for us, and it's perfect. I love it. And then also, um, yeah, help, help help us out. We we need your help. Please support us in any way possible and contribute to what we're doing because I I don't know about you guys, but I believe in us. Yeah, I believe I, in you. I believe in in us, and I believe in Cheyenne, and I believe in Bigfoot. So, yes. you know, and Chupacabra probably. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and and flesh pedestrians. <laughs> sure. Mothman. I mean, I'm Ooh, I'm inclusive yeah. here. Everybody. I Ooh. believe in everybody. Wait, did you say Wolfman? I said Mothman. Mothman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, darn. Because, yeah, special shout out to the Dogman. Because Ooh. apparently there's also another cryptid or animal undiscovered by science uh, called the Dogman. And it apparently is a dog... That literally is straight from werewolf movies. It'll it stands up on its hind legs, and it has shoulders and a clavicle or collarbone, which dogs do not have. Didn't we watch a show about this? We probably did. I think that but we did yeah. when we had our sleepover. Pro oh yes, we did a deep dive into the paranormal. We it was sure beautiful did. for like oh, yeah. two nights in a row. Yeah. And we like festered in our own juices and like <laughs> we're like didn't bathe or anything. We just like sat around and it was like hundred degrees outside and listened to yes. podcasts and and watched oh Todd Standings and what was that? What's the documentary Todd Standing did where he supposedly took these pictures of Bigfoot's face? Yeah, what was that oh. called? That was really good. It, it's called like discovering Bigfoot. Oh, I just saw I him say. on on something else. I saw him on um, with Les Stroud. Yeah, Todd Standing. He's very controversial because a lot of people are like, "No way, he's full of shit. He didn't really take these pictures. This didn't really happen." And um, his documentary is effing fucking hilarious. Oh, I love him. He's so earnest and intense, and it's. Like, a little more intense than necessary, probably, but... <laughs> yeah, and, like, his montages of him, like, jumping around yes! in the forest and being like really spry. Woodland and... parkour. Yeah, his what? woodland <laughs> parkour with, like, this terrible, like, rock music. Oh, <laughs> and, like, it I is love just... it. Oh, my God, I love him so much. And when he has, like, all that moss and stuff on his face, like, um... In his ghillie suit? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where he looks like, what's his name? Old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He so does. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Yeah, so we're at two hours now, so maybe let's let's shut <laughs> yeah. her down. We could probably talk all night, but no one wants to listen to that. I would, but, you know, I'm me. <laughs> so, um, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, I'm going to stop recording now, so everybody say goodbye. Hold on, hold on. Before we, before we go, we're going to love you and we're going to miss you. Oh, we're going to love you and we're going to miss you. Is that it? Yep. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.